0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome into Roosters. It's Letterman Live. It's Monday. We're talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes here in Columbus, Ohio. Home of the MLS champion, oh. Columbus Crew. That was this weekend. So exciting. incredible Let's go. And if you don't get the game, the next best thing is to win a championship in this city. That's right. You start uh,
0: construction and the boys start doing well. I, Check them out.
1: I can't <laughs> even tell you. Are you a big soccer fan? Uh, I, I am. I cried some tears on Saturday night. That's I mean, good. I mean, that oh, was, Brandon that's...
2: Beam's a huge soccer fan.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very well aware. I know. Man. I know that we're not going to talk about it much more on this show, but... Hey, the crew just set the bar really high for the Buckeyes. Though. It's championship it season. We yeah. can get two championships in one year. Go get it right now. Not only that, but. This oh, is also, oh, wow. I know. Right? This is also championship worthy whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa. Let's pump the brakes on the <laughs> Browns a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> look, at look, this. look at that. Oh, it feels Omage. good too. Omage. Oh,
1: Omage. oh, there we go. Oh, wow. That's homage. Right. That's collaboration. Uh, the texture. It's
3: all. Can't it go wrong. I mean, homage. Yeah. You guys is texture. a local. <laughs> I've just I admire Icon. and oh, yeah. respect mm-hmm. their company yeah. so much, and I I am a personal huge fan of their apparel. So to have a Roosters homage shirt is personally a dream come true and for the company we are over the moon excited and so um I I'm sad to say like I'm wearing one proudly today I want to wear it like every day I'm so excited about it (laughs) um but it's We want to thank the entire, all the Roosters lovers out there as the shirts sold out in four days, completely sold out. Um, I'm going to auction this one off. They they are going to print more though. So they'll be available after Christmas. So people can get back on. Um, You can go on now and they'll email you when they become available again, but The the love from everyone that ordered those shirts, it just, it means the world to us. It truly, it made my whole weekend. I couldn't (laughs) believe they sold out. One of the best t-shirts
2: because one, you can wear them with a pair of jeans and be casual. And then two, side nugget, you can work out of them. Yes.
1: Yeah. You Which, no. is yeah. Which is fun. Which is fun casual. It's nope. fun. Yes. It's a fun, casual shirt.
3: And guys, I tried I, mean, I tried to make mine professional. No, no today. Rubbing around I put a blazer no. on, no. on They're the most with yeah. it.
0: tried that's to make it professional. Super, super professional. versatile mm-hmm. clothing. Yes. Come on, guys.
1: I had it in my basket because obviously I was buying the crew championship shirt from homage that came uh, out. Of course. They're instantly taking my money on Saturday night. I'm like, oh, these are sold out? They just came out like three days ago. Literally, I know. But I stupidly like helped advertise it. So everybody <laughs> knew that it was out and they were all gone. And we had to get a new rooster shirt. But hey, Nicole, it's I good. think, is probably going to take care of me. I, yep, uh, no doubt. I've got a good. I think I, I might know someone. I've got a, I get get a good way. feeling about <laughs> Nicole Cox from Roosters, Evan Spencer, Michael Bennett, and Anthony Schlegel. I love mac and cheese beds. He's going to town over no. here. Uh, Tuesday, though, is not mac and cheese. It buses. isn't. I know, no. Cheese fries. Mm-hmm. cheese fries um, yep. I already had to break into those so good. A little bit a of delicious. bacon so really sprinkled good. on here we oh, yeah. got oh, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah
2: it's fries <laughs> with cheese with cheese
0: on it yep. which, yeah. and your
1: and bacon it's about the only way that you mm-hmm. can improve about it's as crazy as it gets right there a great food um, We so we don't get to break down the game which <laughs> is sad you know, we spent last Monday talking about the rivalry and you know hoping that we'd get there and getting positive updates uh, it didn't happen um, that hurt everybody wanted it yeah
4: definitely did you know when they were talking about on what was it Wednesday or Monday when we last spoke, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna try to be ready for Wednesday." I think that was like <laughs> yeah. the first indication that this isn't this might not happen. <laughs> yeah. Like we we all wanted it to, but you don't go into that game, the Ohio State Michigan game, with you know hopefully this is gonna work out. It is not
2: a strategy, Cotton. No. And
4: I, I would say probably the majority of ohio state fans maybe even michigan fans if the only thing we did this year was play that game right. they would have been happy in the in the midst of this coronavirus year and to have that be the one like okay we didn't play who was it maryland
1: mm-hmm.
4: okay but <laughs> to have that be one of Illinois? the one of the two games yeah. that we don't get to play i think that for me personally was you know it was a dagger i, I know for the yeah. players it was probably a dagger for for fans, it was a dagger. It was, it was just, it hurt, and it still hurts. And I'm still, you know, yeah. hoping they've like, oh, well, maybe in two weeks, or you know, making up stuff <laughs> in my head because it se- it seems crazy. I don't right. think they've. Pl- I think this is the first time they haven't played in a hundred years or something. 19, 18
3: I was going to ask when that because I didn't years. look
0: it up. Yeah, it's like, that, it's heartbreaking. Well, then that's the that's thing for me is that like, you know, I always look at the younger guys when I see that they have like four gold pants and mm-hmm. shit. We got three, yeah. and some of the other ones will have two, one, whatever. But to just to know that, like, the senior class or just a, a class of guys that have been on the team aren't going to have that opportunity to at least have that fourth gold pant. Yep. Um, you know, heck, I'd I tell you, my mom's wearing mine, every, every, you mm-hmm. know, every week during uh, uh, that week of the year. And this year it wasn't that. So, you know, it's strange. But, you know, it, it's, it, I feel like this year is all just about, like, you know, figuring out the cards that you're dealt and, you know, fi- trying to find ways to get a full house some yeah. way or another. You know what I mean? So careers are
2: made legends are born in that game and the 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 thing that i still can't stand is we don't know the true numbers we don't know (laughs) and again i don't need to know names but i want you know somebody to be held responsible for the closing i mean if ohio state comes out and like they 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 talked about with the illinois game and when they canceled and how they i mean they canceled it friday night of the game just before they flew out they couldn't make it happen, and then you they were already off for an entire week because they had canceled the previous week. What were the true numbers? And the reason we don't know is because from the jump, there hasn't been any type of accountability or transparency from the conference because we've allowed people to do whatever it is that they want to do. And I understand that we're in the midst of a pandemic. But there are, there are standards of which you created. You basically formed an operating agreement with everybody out there. These are the protocols in place and the guidelines in place for us to have a safe season and play. Oh, by the way, you cancel whenever you want to cancel. And that's my problem. And then all of a sudden, poof, David Copperfield, you're practicing on Sunday, the day after the game. That really bothers me, especially with as much emphasis that the Ohio State University puts on the game as mm-hmm. opposed to what they do up there.
1: Yeah. Nicole, did you have a family tradition or a fan tradition that you missed out on Saturday? How much did it hurt you?
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I went to Ohio State, so I jumped in Mirror Lake. I, you know, I it's something I grew up with. My stepmom um, graduated from Michigan, so oh, my dad. You know, we had like the family feud Been and watching it the in game. For a Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so it it's something that I believe if you live in Ohio, you. Everybody knows about that game. I mean, that's when you think of football season, you think of that game with Ohio State. And so for the seniors to miss it too, that's where my heart, I mean, I have a soft spot for like the traditions being missed, like their senior night. It's just, it's heartbreaking. I mean, they look forward to that all year and they've worked so hard too to get to, you know, get to be able to play that game. So.
0: Really good point, though. I mean, I can definitely remember just, like, being able to come out of the uh, out of the locker room, and of course, we're going to go play a game, but to still see my brother and my mom sitting there right now, you know, get a hug, get a kiss or whatever. Now, it's a balance of emotions with that, right? It's kind of odd being able to go love up family and then go, you know, smash each other's faces in, but it is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's it's still a really cool um, environment to be in, really. And, you know, it's at that last sign-off, that last um, exclamation point that you get to make with your guys. But, you know luckily enough we do have a playoff system and the championship seasons now start and you know we get to go continue to prove um you know how good of a football we how good of a football team we are through doing that but it doesn't mean that it's any less of a dagger right and it doesn't mean that uh the guys aren't going to feel bad because of it
1: yeah did you get good weather when you jumped into Mirror Lake? <laughs> did any of uh, you three guys jumped in? Guys, was, I jumped
0: in my freshman year. Uh, you did? I, uh, instantly got sick. It Goodness was so Who else? Chris cold. Carter jumped yeah, in. Yeah, it was a I remember mess. trying to hide a couple of you guys. Like, did, did you guys get in? No, no, no. no we, didn't we didn't get in. We didn't get in. I figured a big uh, old Chris Carter. <laughs> so you know,
4: Freshman year, it doesn't matter too much. No, but I'm not going to play much. You yeah. know? It's, <laughs> freshman got it year is where it happens yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, this will be the one time I jumped in. Man, I was sick as a dog for like two weeks after that.
0: Admittedly, I was just a spectator, but I was there, <laughs> and I was there more than once. So. Being a
4: spectator is just as fun. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah.
3: It, was. it was. It, it's an awesome yeah. tradition no, at great. Ohio State. It's great.
1: Okay, so they get bad news on a Tuesday, and then you have to sit there and wonder, uh, is the Big Ten going to do the right thing for once with a decision? Are they going to get rid of the six-game minimum? All right, we know that they did that. Ohio State's playing Northwestern on Saturday. There was no case to send Indiana in Ohio State's place, but they still had to actually do it. So you at least replace the bad news with good news, and this is the way that this whole year has gone, Nicole. and Ryan Day talked about this with, with the media yesterday. They kind of got used to getting the bad news and, and uh, adapting and getting flexible. That's what we've all had to do. But this is another opportunity where Ohio State has to respond to some adversity because they, they, they didn't get a mirror lake. They didn't get gold pants. Those are things that are important to them but they have to shift gears cuz now there's no other chance to ease back into it. This is a championship game on Saturday. Yes.
3: I and I think I I felt good about the fact that they would get to play in that if we didn't get the six game minimum. I mean, yeah, during same. the Indiana game or Michigan State game, yeah. they were talking about it um, on the television just how they would make an exception because Ohio State has so many fans. I mean, we have to remember too. This is it's a business as yeah. well, yeah. you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, from a tr- tradition standpoint roosters you know our business wasn't as great because people weren't having you know their safe group of 10 over or i mean luckily we still got so much support from the community but there wasn't being able to watch the game inside the restaurant you know that excitement i mean we usually dress up like we have like themes all week long and so but i think that I think the guys are going to be ready. I think the seniors are going to be ready just like they were after the last couple of games yep. we haven't been able to play. And so I think the offensive line, um, you know, we were missing all of them uh, for the Michigan state game. And so even if we, even if we still are going to be missing a few of those guys, I do feel I was very impressed with how the, the younger guys came oh, yeah. in and, Played as well as they did. Now, obviously, Northwestern's better than Michigan State. But I feel the excitement of being in this championship game and getting the opportunity that the guys are going to be ready to go.
1: Yeah. The interesting part of that, Nicole, is like Northwestern has had a better season. They also lost to Michigan State, which was a real puzzler. Oh. So, you know, you look at this game and if, if Josh Myers comes back, as you mentioned when you're talking about the offensive line, Thayer Munford and Nicholas petit Frere, tough Borland on defense, Josh Proctor, we have to assume – and everything that we've heard is that these players will all be out of that protocol. I don't know for fact that the Big Ten is adjusted to the CDC recommendation for quarantine. doesn't matter. First outbreak three weeks ago. Uh, those guys were back at practice. We know Borland and Proctor were last week. You know, this is a big deal. You're going to get a full-strength Ohio State <clears throat> on Saturday. That's not good for Northwestern.
0: No. No. It really isn't. But, I mean, like, at the end of the day, like – You know, we had some young guys there, and we saw how young they looked in that football game, right? But then now they had a chance to go out there and play in live bullets, right? So, again, you're recruited at Ohio State for a reason. So you do have. I'm not gonna say there's an athletic difference, in, in most cases there is, but in some right, it's just maturity. You got to get out there and have some plays to fail a little bit, right? You got to almost snap it over the quarterback's head a few times to understand. Hey, you know, hey, tell me my cues while I'm behind the bench snapping next time, and that thought process becomes infectious, and then it you know results in good play. So, you know, I think that <clears throat> no matter if we have. A lighter staff, or staff—I'm sorry—a a, a lighter well, the staff uh, was
1: lighter too. Yeah. <laughs> were. So a lighter staff across
0: the board, I think, will still be good from the standpoint of just being able to go out there and play downhill football, which we saw us do against Michigan State.
4: I think mentally the guys will be fine. I think the miss, missing the Michigan game and just this whole year in general, that'll be something that kind of hits you a little later on. Um, but yeah. the coaches do a great job of keeping you focused on that next week and the next opponent. And you know, my whole time there and just. And football in general, you're kind of just drilled to not worry about the what happened in the past. It's next the next play's play most important. Next play is most important. And that's that is they're very good at that. These guys are going to show up to Northwestern and they're not going to be thinking about Michigan. It's done. It's dusted. Right. It is what it is and they'll they'll you know ruminate on that in a couple of years and be upset about it. But right now it's about Northwestern. I don't think Northwestern matches up with Ohio State very well. Um, I think they're a good squad every year but talent wise it just, it's just that's one of the bigger um, I think it's one of the bigger gaps from the Northwestern talent to Ohio State. Talent. Put it on paper, you are not going to find. There's a big gap. It's a big gap. It just is. Yeah.
2: And I would say, you know, and and we were talking about this earlier about the the guys having to be able to adapt and flexibility. And Nicole can speak to this because honestly. What the guys are doing is very similar to what the restaurant business has had to do ever since they had the shutdown in March,
1: right? There's the rules be, are constantly changing. They're, they're
2: changing all the time. So, how can we still add value? Well, you get the plexiglass. How, what can we do to keep all of our employees employed, right? How, how do we get to change up our menu because of supply chain? We're always, everybody's rolling with the punches, and it's always about don't just get through a pandemic, grow from it. So, I guarantee you, Roosters has been able to grow from, through this pandemic, and so have these guys. And then, when you look at on paper what this matchup is, It's basically you have a team that has a veteran quarterback that they got from Indiana who, though he's, I think he has nine touchdowns and six picks, he will turn the ball over, but that's kind of their M.O. Don't turn the ball over. Let's rush the football. Let's control the clock. Let's keep everything in front of us defensively. and Let's let the chips fall where they may. Well, Michigan State beat them right we all be, we all probably picked them in that game when we yeah, can't kick off we that's play. why you're well in the air uh, wearing the L chain on that <laughs> no, one
1: boy, I also, <laughs> also,
2: also picked them as well but you go to you would have thought that a undefeated northwestern team would have been able to go to a Michigan yep. you know a Michigan state and handedly win that game kind of what they did versus Illinois that was not the case they lost I believe 29 to 20 so now you have fast forward they beat the dog breaks off of illinois last week the dog week they, breaks I I like they, they rushed, like they like rushed like for 411 yeah. yards last week so the matchup this week is and i feel very confident about it our defensive front seven versus you know yeah. their rushing attack i'm good with that the biggest question for them is can you get pressure on justin fields and can you can you match up with the skill that is the wide receivers at ohio State? And the answer is 100 percent unequivocally no yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's gonna be yeah. it's
2: gonna be bumpy yeah
1: that's why I was gonna because we don't have players of the game. We don't have helmet stickers to give out. So we're going to project them forward. And Nicole does the, like
2: oh we're going to project okay gonna, I like somebody
1: it. who's going to earn Buckeye okay, leaves okay. on Saturday. We'll come back and we will grade Thank the you. answers next Monday. Okay, so I this like it. is an accountability business. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know that Nicole has already tipped her hand. Well, but, I already give and out. You like gave up. You tipped your hand as well. Got, but you God. take a whole roster. Yeah,
2: I'll take the whole roster. What do you think?
1: So Nicole, I think wants to go with the offensive line, but I'm not yeah. sure. Maybe Oh, that's
3: yours, that's where you're going with? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go with the offensive line okay. this go around. And that way I I don't know, guys. I just think them, you know, with so many of them being out for the Michigan State game, I I think that they are just going to be so ready to play. Mm -hmm. And even if not, we saw the talent from the younger guys. So I'm just going with the whole offensive line. I just think they'll be there. Taking a page
1: out of Schlegel's book. just I (laughs) I like it. Just making it
3: very broad. And, you know, back to Evan's point about just how overcoming adversity and you too, Schlegel, I feel that I just have so much confidence about this game coming up that – and our Ohio State team in general that – I believe the coaches teach them. Look at Justin when he had that bad game. He mentally, I can't even fathom what it is like to deal with something like that. I mean, that would the pressure literally of the entire world is like on your shoulders as you're playing. But he came back the next game and looked amazing because they teach them like that game is done, move on and be great. You just have to be great. And they don't let them. I guess, you know, in Master um, Trey Sermon as well. Like, we didn't see as many big plays out of him mm-hmm. earlier in the season, yep. but then he, you know, we saw him shine during yeah. the Michigan State game. So
1: we sure did, Mike.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for him. I
3: thought he played great. <laughs> I mean, another one. I thought one. he played great, you know? <laughs> and so I think that, that that is also why I feel so great because even though we missed the Michigan game, I yeah. agree with Michael. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think that just means they're like, well, we're even more ready to play now mm-hmm. in this game.
0: Other <laughs> Oh, oh, me. Good. Oh, shoot. I'm going to Schlegel's <laughs> room. I got Pete Warner as my player, Ooh, defensive runner. player of the game. Good. Um, I like that one. And, and my reasons really are you know, in, in watching Northwestern, what are they going to try to do? They're probably going to try to take quarterback out, do that direct snap to the running back, try to gain some dudes in the box in terms of blocking, right? So not only will he have a um, an important and big game in the running um, attack, throwing the ball-wise, too, I feel like um, the maturity out on the secondary is starting to get better. And with defense or DNs that can crash quarterback and and get pressure you gotta get the ball out quickly Mm -hmm. so a lot of those matchups will kind of fall on his shoulders and I think he'll have a big game
4: good point I want to add just one more one more point into this whole like matchup with Northwestern I like it Mm -hmm. this is kind of is reminiscent you know you got coaches all across the league or all across the NCAA who are saying oh you know a five win or six win Buckeye team do they deserve to get in this is another possible statement game. So there's always going to be something that these coaches can cling to or put on, the, um, put on the board that says, hey, these people are doubting you. They don't think you deserve it, yada, yada. I would assume that everybody in the country thinks Ohio State is one of the top four yeah. teams. But for those doubters, I think this is an opportunity to go beat the crap out of Northwestern yeah. and prove it. That being said, my guy's going to be Haskell Garrett. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Well, how's he going to top a touchdown? I mean, <laughs> he that a he tipped to himself. Hey, the key yeah. to
4: greatness is consistency. Get another one. Yeah. Yeah. So, get another one. All right. <laughs> I, I think, you know, I had a lot of success against Northwestern's offensive line. I think that's usually one of their weaker points because um, that's a that's a talent thing. That's a mm-hmm. development thing. Yeah. And it's just at the end of the day, you know, I thought they had decent technique, but you could eat on them just because we were more athletic, we were better coached, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I think Haskell Garrett is better than I was. So I think – I don't think Northwestern's offensive line changes much year in and year out. They stay pretty consistent as a team, honestly. So I think Haskell's going to go out there, and he's going to do really well. The
0: table is set. Young yes.
4: Haskell Garrett. <laughs> yeah, wow.
2: I like that. I, um, <laughs> so I'm going to pick three.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there we go. No, you He's know, just taking Jay-Z's for this weekend. Know, yeah.
2: I, you know, I would easily go with our passing game, but here's the deal. I'm going to pick Trey Sermon and Master Teague. Dude. <laughs>
4: I'm going to have to send Trey Sermon, like, a gift basket.
3: Very. I didn't
4: realize I came off as a hater. No, you,
2: you <laughs> didn't come off as a hater because you're not. I mean, here's the thing, though. What we saw was we saw a guy, both these guys, one had an ACL, I believe, right? That was Trey, and the other one had Achilles. And they were kind of – Getting in the mix, right? And sometimes you try to do too much. We saw that from J.K. even you know, a couple of years ago Absolutely. when he was trying to do too much. And I think Trey just kind of figured out, hey, would I go block off the edge or, or I go do my whatever my job assignment is and I go as hard as I possibly can? Guess what? I'm just getting in the flow of the game and then when my number's called, I'm just going to go do my yeah. job. And guess what? I'm a break off a run, and, like, it will just happen. It's just natural. It's just kind of the flow, and we kind of put these expectations upon ourselves. Everybody does from the outside. Hey, I got this guy coming in, fifth-year guy, right? He's a senior. He's coming in from Oklahoma. He's had some success. He had 25 touchdowns before he even walked in the building. Boom, he's going to add this, like, shot in the armor that we needed because we lost J.K. Dobbins, and it really wasn't the case. Plus, by the way, they've only played five games. I mean, it's still not even halfway through a normal season. So I think they're just kind of gelling right at the right time, and I think versus – Northwestern again, a veteran defensive group that's going to want to try to stop the run. If they can get any type of a semblance of running game established, it's just going to open up the passing game to levels of which we haven't seen. Because Justice is going to throw for like 350 yards, and they're going to—that's what they're going to do. It's going to be big plays because they're going to try to stop the run. And that's what they got to—that's what they have to deal with. Do we want to stop the run? Because you can't stop the run and stop the pass with this. So pick your poison. And if it's a slow death then we're going to stop it over the top and they're still going to get plays. But if not, I think the easiest thing for them and their personnel, let's stop the run and force them to pass. That's a recipe for disaster anyways. But I would say that. And then the guy who's coming back, Pete, or not Pete, but Tough Borland. Tough played phenomenal in the Michigan State, or what's the Michigan State game? The game before that,
0: yeah, uh, you know. played in the Indiana game. No, Indiana game. It, Indiana.
2: Mm-hmm. it was the Indiana game because of the rushing attack. I just remember, like at the very beginning of the game, they tried to establish the run, and he had like three tackles very dominant. Very dominant. Like he was establishing the line of scrimmage. So. Those those three guys, how about that?
1: Mm. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah. that's that's nice and concise, even though you spread out the net a little bit. So yeah, you're probably, a little bit. But I'll, you know, I stay I'll in have, the front seven. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to grade all of those guys <laughs> yeah. now because you, you've okay. spread yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for giving us more. Um, you yeah. got a lot of accountability here. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what, what else is going to make that passing attack open up, Schlegs? The fact that Justin Fields is willing and ready to run his oh, yeah. championship season. They don't hold anything back in the offense. You saw that uh, whenever 10 days ago against Michigan State. Um, sometimes it's plays breaking down. Sometimes it was designed. Sometimes it's keeping with the zone read pull. He's ready to run. Yep, yeah. And and he's a fresh guy. He doesn't need the reps of the season that maybe some others may have in that defensive secondary. That's why I think that this sort of like, is it an advantage? Is it not an advantage argument? It's It sort of depends. It's a mixed bag. Like, Trey Sermon needed more games to get comfortable. Yeah. Uh, Sean Wade needed more – the secondary needed more reps to get comfortable. Justin Fields does not. Mm-hmm. Okay? That offensive line, when they come back in, Nicole, they will not. They've played together a lot of snaps, uh, and they'll be very effective. So, obviously, it's too easy to just take Justin Fields. Yep. But he's going to be, the obviously, the difference maker. Sure. And I think that that will open up more opportunities for Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Also, we've said that we can't take those. So, Jeremy Ruckert, I think – I remember that one-handed grab last year in Indianapolis. That's planted in my mind. The tight ends—they've—they kept him a little bit under wraps. Rucker's had a couple yeah. trips to the end zone and been good. We know the tight ends are valuable in a blocking attack, but I think Rucker will be open for a couple scores in this game. So that would I like that. Good for you. Buckeye Leaf. Well, I mean, Rucker I- over
0: the DBs, huh? Well, I mean, on Justin's case, right, think about what he had to – his job when we went to go play Michigan State. Hey, we don't have any linemen. (laughs) Go beat (laughs) (laughs) them. You know what I mean? Go be a better athlete than the defense you're playing against, and we saw him do that. Now, was it slightly different than the Justin Fields we probably saw in some of the other games? Yeah, but now think about the film that now is on tape, right? (laughs) So he's diverse, but now we saw him win games two different types of ways, so – you know, let's let's look out.
1: Yeah. Good luck, Northwestern. So that means Nicole <laughs> has a score that's going to be act- whatever she said last week. That's what Damn, the score of the game was going to be. I said, what,
3: 72 15 or something. Yes, I truly believed 15. that. Yeah, I, like I felt it. great about that pick, guys. This week, my I don't feel as great about this pick, but I have some I've a good amount of confidence in it okay. so i'm gonna say 63 27 ohio state
1: 63 27 that's bumpy mm-hmm. wow evan you have more time to work on yours we just do nicole's in the front of the show <laughs> yes. she has a <laughs> okay she has a real job okay <laughs> good. Good. Good, good good fair fair throughout the whole show yeah. 63 27 good i yeah. like it all right nicole okay. gift card season still in effect mm.
3: yes Yes. And again, a huge thank you to everyone who purchased these homage shirts. And guys, I don't know how I forgot to say this in the beginning. The g- other greatest thing about this shirt, even though we're, you know, being partnered with homage, the, you know, local icon here, we, um, 15% of every sale goes back to the roosters foundation, which right. we nice. help, you know, local charities. We also yeah. are a big supporter of the Buckeye cruise for cancer, um, benefiting the James cancer hospital and, um, yeah, just the, a way for us to give back to the community. So that's very exciting piece. It's the shirt that keeps on giving. Am
2: I not not mistaken that Roosters gives over a million dollars a year to local charities? We put a million dollars a year into
3: into the community. We have a fun card fundraising program that raises over a million dollars for local sports organizations and yeah, it's guys. We're, we we want to support the people that support us. I mean, That's it right. truly is. It's the only way. It's the, it's how it works, and it feels good. And so, we're we're excited about those shirts. Yeah. They'll be available again after Christmas. So. <laughs> okay, good. Mm-hmm. And
1: the game day posters. I'm not sure if we've even brought this up much on on Letterman Live. Um, that's This is the only location where you can get the Sammy Silverman game day posters. Oh, Rooster, which are amazing. Roosters mm-hmm. uh, partnered with us. Three of those, they were printed and the game didn't get played. Hmm. So <laughs> let's hope that uh, this is one of the ones where it actually follows through. It
3: did. It was printed. It's yeah. here. Yeah. Yes. They're and it looks amazing, as always. And a huge thank you to Sammy. I mean, Big I'm time. just, oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's awesome. A, yeah.
1: As good as it gets. So those are here at Roosters on Olentangy River. Uh, when we're not here for game day, uh, you can come get it here. Get your meal uh, for Big Ten Championship Saturday. Nicole, anything else before you leave us?
3: Just to thank you guys for having me, and oh, yeah. I appreciate it, and thanks to all of our guests. No it's bucks. It's been a great season, guys. I've loved doing this, so thank you. Thank all you, right. Nicole. You're the best. That's
1: Nicole Cox. We'll be right back here on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. And we're back. Let's go. Letterman Live rolls along at Roosters. And, uh, Mike, you brought this up early on. I know that you have a lot more to say about it. I was hoping that you wouldn't dive right into it. You talked about Dabo Swinney last week, Mm. bringing up the – talking about the schedule. Dan Mullen, after losing again, making another excuse for an embarrassing loss – Oh, Texas St. lost. Oh, well, please, please bring fans into our stadium. That's why we <laughs> lost. And then you throw a shoe and you lose to one of the worst LSU teams that anyone has ever seen. And it's someone oh, else's fault oh, now. Well, I guess we shouldn't have played the games.
4: <laughs> Listen, man. Hypocrisy is one of the most one of the things that bothers me the most. And to see these coaches who I know tear into their players daily about excuses or about control yes. what you can control or any of this other stuff to immediately after a loss go and say, oh, maybe we should have played less games. (laughs) Mm, That guy, I got words for him. And then Dabo, I don't even want to talk about Dabo because he's just, I mean, I think if you're an Ohio State fan, looking at Dabo Sweeney hurts you.
1: Mm -hmm. He's become like – we, we talked about He's the game and how much that hurts. He's, He's become villain. the villain for right. Ohio State. Like, yeah. Jim I'm not Harbaugh, a big fan of Jim him. Jim Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State. Well, Dabo has. Yeah. And that makes him even more irritating because you're putting him on the same level as Ohio State.
4: And at the same time, like this this man has won national championships. He, he fields incredible teams year in and year out. You lost. You lost to a Notre Dame team. That's tough, man. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Ohio State hasn't lost. Ohio State looks better than you or at the very least as good yep. as you. With no losses. This is the pandemic. It sucks that we were part, we right. were part of a Big Ten conference Big that got it wrong, that didn't set us up to have as many games as these other, other conferences. Control what you can control. Ohio State went out there and controlled what they could control, and they do it week in and week out. I mean I can yeah obviously it's the death throes of these powerhouse right. teams that just want to get into the championship I get it I just hope that people don't take it seriously because <laughs> I mean it's just blatantly like yeah you throw rocks at the
0: giant sure. it, it's not going to well, do anything let me, let me ask you this yeah. do you think it's a little bit of a recruiting play though like you know it's to all say that plays, it, it always it? is a recruiting it's play and that's where it. I'm coming from at the end of the day is so that Dabo can look at his guys like shoot we can either get it or not get it done and if mm-hmm. we don't make it in what's the next best thing I can do well I still got to win recruiting next year and yeah. maybe if I can slight another team that I've been losing recruits too. There's a conversation. There's a competition, and it goes on from there. But you know, I don't know. I, I, I leave the whole Dabo he, conversation in, in, in that bucket alone. He,
1: he talks so much.
0: The coaches have to advocate for their players. That's right. that's they're gonna do it. I that's mean, that's their
4: job. That's their they, job. they gotta
2: advocate for their conference. And it's
4: just a shame that. that's life, though. It's a shame that you gotta put someone down to advocate for your players, but. That's what they're going to do. That's, that's their role. That's their job. Like you said, that's their job. If Dabo Sweeney went out there and was like, yes, I do think Ohio State deserves to be in the national championship more than us, he's, that's a, that's a bad, he's doing a bad job.
1: I, I think that's my problem with the way that he's talked recently because it was, you know, September, October. People were asking him about it. Oh, the Big Ten's about to come back. Pac-12's coming back. You know, they're not going to have the same number of games. And what did he say at that point? Hey, if the best teams are in it and they've got good teams in the Big Ten – then they should make the playoffs. Because it serves its right. purpose, right? You know, and you change like that's the. I that's don't the think hypocritical you part. here's
2: the thing though. I mean, at the end of the day, they're the ones that started on time. They're the ones that get, have been working through the process. They're the ones that said, you know what? Here's the testing protocols that we got, and we're just going to go and we're going to adapt as sure. you know. And they did. They did adapt. They said, you know what? We got two teams that regardless of what happens the following week, like they're going to be in the championship game, so we're just going to not play that game, allow them to both be healthy, control what they can control, and get ready to have a, a conference championship game. I mean, it's the Big Ten's fault, the fact that we now have... I mean, honestly, dagum, um, USC has five games. They're 5-0. and We're 5-0. and Now, the thing is... And Coach Meyer talked about it. I believe it was last week on Weekend Kickoff. There's a difference about how do you go and watch the film. Mm-hmm. Maybe, was it last week? Did he say yeah. that last week? Yeah. I mean, who's watching the film and then how right. do you watch the film, right. right? There's only a handful of coaches that are actually there watching the yeah. film. And again, my wife watching film as who she believes is the best four teams in the country <laughs> right. is very different than myself mm-hmm. watching the film of who the best four teams are in the country. No so we've allowed all of this to transpire and. Dabo just basically, they're the ones that are asking the questions because they want to get that type of response. He has to go out of control where he can control, and that has to be, he has to beat Notre Dame. And then even if they do, you have Alabama probably going to beat a two-loss, Florida. The, The outside looking in, let's say those two other two teams split. They're one and one. Well, then they're gonna. Who's gonna drop to four? Then you could potentially just right there. You could have a, a, a Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State matchup. Do they still want to have two teams from the SEC? Is it? Oh, you know what? You guys lost head to head and it was a blowout. Now we're gonna bring, you know, Texas A&M and Texas A&M back to their back to back to their deal. Like who have they really beat? Well, they beat Florida.
1: Yeah, yeah good for them.
2: I'm, I'm I'm just saying. Well, who have we True. beat? I mean, again, like you go back through and it's it's difficult. Difference. Right, who have yeah. we been? We've beaten we uh, Indiana.
0: Indiana, but like to your point, though, and then we're you got to play the film. you still got to play the still, film. And so and a and win and looks and different and in two categories. You well, know you, you
2: know, and the other thing, too, if you go out there and you take Ohio State versus Texas I mean, I would Texas watch Texas
1: A&M. A&M's film against Vanderbilt, or I would watch their 20 to 7 win over LSU you, that's what I mean. would, you
2: You would take the same thing, and, and again, that's. That's where watching the the whole summation of the film because we still have those hiccups as well. The oh, problem yeah. is we have a very small sample size. Right. Or, yeah. right. right? I mean if you go put on the film and you just happen to look at the deal and you look at Indiana, again, top top ten matchup, but Indiana you only be by seven, but you're also yeah. up thirty five to three at one point. Right. You go look at the Rucker film. You were up big time on them, but then you let it get away like why why were you able hey, to finish that put some game? Respect if that-
1: on the name. They just beat Maryland again. They should have been a four and four team. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying yeah. Give them an S. So yeah. there's
2: there's a lot that goes into yeah. it. So what we have yeah. to our value yeah. is we have talent and we have brand.
4: That's what it is. Didn't so what was it? What year was that where uh, UCF thought they deserved a shot at the national championship? Was a couple
2: years ago. A yeah. Couple They're years ago, right? Undefeated.
4: Undefeated. One of the only undefeated teams in the nation, and they got crossed over by a bunch of teams that had one loss mm-hmm. or two losses to get in. Why? Was it schedule? Uh,
2: strength Here of scheduling? Strength of scheduling because
4: you can look at them and say, this team can't Correct. compete with these teams. And that's just what it is. Like You might t- you talked about USC. I haven't watched a USC game. I'm going to go ahead and say they probably don't look like Ohio State. 100%. I get the whole – I yeah. mean, we've talked about it on this show. I get the whole six games yeah. is going to be hard to stomach for teams that played ten games. That's going to be hard because it is – Without a doubt, an advantage. But at the same time, like as a fan, as a as a competitor, wouldn't you want to go against the best for the national for the national championship? You would. I would expect people would want to knock down Ohio State.
0: And by like watching film, like what we're talking about, like hey, you know, put the 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 film on. That's not the wide where you see all the receivers and stuff. Where it's just the front seven, mm-hmm. right? Offense and defense, and watch guys get moved. Watch the line of scrimmage, right? Like, is it getting pushed to the defensive side, and the offense is just three yards, four yards, and plus every play, or is it a stalemate, and they got some trick them whatever to get some yards, right? And that's how you can honestly start to break down. Okay, well, yeah, sure, a whole bunch of wins. Is this team quality enough to play some real dudes? who could put up, you know, a couple stalemates that you weren't expecting. And in those moments, that's when you got to be like, okay, well, I've looked at Ohio State. And, you know, sure, they led a couple up against Indiana and a couple up against other teams like Rutgers and others. But at the end of the day, when that throttle was down and watching those guys move the line of scrimmage, that's why I want to put that team in because that is going to be most competitive across the board. When you know ball, like a lot of people do, not just the players and not just the coaches, when you know ball and see that, you got to include those teams. You just have to.
1: I guess the other – Part of it that just struck me uh, the wrong way with Dabo was like his case was built around you, you play the games and, uh, you know, he, he brought up 2017. He's like, well, you play a lot of games, you might lose one. It's like we lost, <laughs> we lost to Syracuse in 2017. And he said this. This is not me. I'm not talking about what his team did. He brought it up. Oh, we got upset, but then we still made the college football playoff. All right, then what was the point of playing all those 12 games? The playoff committee was evaluating you at your best and not that you lost to Syracuse. How would that be different? Why would Ohio State playing four or five more games make a difference if you're saying that your one loss when you got upset didn't matter? Like, he undermined his own Health, argument.
4: Right. Health.
1: I mean I – th- I think it, I think it comes down
4: other- to – it wears on you week in and week – like, four games is a lot of extra yeah. wear and tear on the body. When you get to those bowl games and stuff, you're not going to find a team that has a healthy – you know, they'll, right. field, they'll, they'll, they'll field their players – not all of those players are healthy. I would say the majority of them have some kind of ache or pain or and some guy's more serious stuff. And so he he's going through a full season. Man, you put me in a position where I'm advocating for that. Well, How I, dare you? But,
1: <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. I, I mean, I guess that that's the question is the way you're like, – do you think that he was it. looking at it as a competitive advantage for Ohio State? Because in my mind, like Ohio State is – pissed and frustrated and upset right. that they didn't get to play. Yeah, like,
4: and they can't control They that. were trying everything they, in their this power is a, to
1: not let that be the it's case.
4: It's a pandemic. But, exactly. Ohio State ran their conference. Their conference made whatever bad decision they made early on this summer. And you're gonna tell, you're going to talk about Ohio State, oh, you know, it must be nice. Nobody wanted this. You got seniors right. all throughout the Big Ten who got five games, six games yeah. in their final season. They got they missed their rival game that's been going on for over a hundred years. You're gonna say, Oh, it must be nicer, you know, it it's it doesn't qualify them or whatever. And like I said, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I get the difference between six games and ten or eleven sure. games. It's clear. But Ohio State is one of the top four teams in the country and if you're Dabo, I mean, he's doing his best because I'm assuming he might be a little worried about Notre Dame. Yeah. If you lose a Notre Dame twice, you're not getting in. So, yeah, throw shots at the team that has six wins.
2: Yeah, I, I would also say, too, Ohio State would gladly have those extra games Being because they, 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 they want them yeah. and they needed them. And that's where, you know, pros and cons of playing five – and we had it this year. You lose all the guys that they lost to the NFL in the secondary. You have a brand new defensive coordinator, co-defensive coordinator, and Kerry Combs coming in. Wouldn't he want more time yeah, to no. figure that out? Without to a spring ball, without a real training, right? Game. Like I mean, again, those games that you play, even though again it, it may be against the Purdue, right, or the like, the opportunity to go play and really test your mettle versus probably the. The third best team in the Big Ten right now, I would say, behind Indiana is Iowa, not necessarily Northwestern, but Northwestern got Iowa early. And Iowa is playing really well. They play really good defense. They do exactly what it is that Iowa does. But to have those type of matchups that build the character, and then you can go back of, like, the what ifs. I mean, 2015, it was the only one loss. It's probably one of the yeah. most talented teams yeah. that we've ever had here that didn't yeah. make it to the college football playoff. One that I'm sure that Urban is still pissed about because <laughs> yes. that was the one that, that could have back to back, right? So you have all these different things, and it all goes back to what coulda, shoulda, what ifs, et cetera. And if you're Ohio State and Ryan Day, he, he just keeps doing what he, he's always yep. done. You guys go out there and control what you can control. That is staying healthy not having COVID, handling your business on the practice field, getting better every single practice because they're critical, and then going out there and not taking your foot off the gas versus Northwestern because even all those plays, even if you're up by 40, those plays are still critical for Mm -hmm. development Mm -hmm. in some type of capacity because you're going to need them all because you're actually going into those college football playoff games shorthanded, meaning I lost reps that they have on me, right? Play calls. You know, timing—all that stuff that you can't replicate in practice—they already got it. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch of pros and cons. The health aspect—that's a pro, you know, guys not being dinged up. But less games, yeah. especially when you run through them and you have won them, that's not—that's actually a detriment to yeah. you because of the development side of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just the other part that's just bizarre to me is that you three guys have been through this and, and the media training that you would get at Ohio State yeah. to, to avoid saying something about about other programs or, or bring that unwanted attention or bulletin board material. Why does Dabo have to say anything about Ohio State last week? If he beats Notre Dame, they're in the playoff. Yeah. Just say none of that stuff matters because you're going to handle your business and try to win the next game, and then whatever happens, happens. To try and diminish somebody else's resume when you can still get in the playoff on your own merits is just bizarre to me.
4: To me, I'm, su- you know, I think, I'm surprised Saban hasn't said something. I, I, I would expect the top five teams, to be taking shots at Ohio State. Because like, they have to. Ohio State looks too good and has an obvious problem with, p- play, with playing too few games. That's, you know, it's easy. It, it was annoying for me. The biggest annoyance was um, the Florida head coach coming off the field, and one of the first thing he says is, oh, must, you know, maybe we should have played less games. You're a loser. You're, you suck. Like, I don't, I had no time yeah, no, for, that. for that. No, guy. I got no respect for that. <laughs> I know. None at all. You didn't say, oh, we, we could have done this. Maybe I shouldn't have sat my tight end. Maybe this, maybe yeah. that. It's, oh, what about Ohio State? Like, maybe we should have thrown a
2: shoe. Maybe we should have done that. Maybe we should have more some discipline. discipline. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, that, but that goes back to control what you can control. Like, they, all they had to do is go out there and control the game yep. and win the football game. I guarantee Ohio State wish it played another, mm-hmm. the other three games that it had. Yep. And we're going in here eight, no, because there wouldn't been any doubt. Nope. And they would have got better in those three games. It's not like they were gonna be, you know, underdogs in those games. I mean they were <laughs> gonna, saying, gonna like, be twenty five point <laughs> favorites. I mean, like, what are we end talking of the day, about? They
0: like, you know, it's arguable to say this, but it, you know, we were part of the main reason why the Big Ten had a season to begin with, really? right? So it is no slight on the players for not wanting that. Clearly that's not the point. But we want those times. We want those experiences and we want those plays. Yeah.
1: All right. They get their opportunity. Ohio State, if they win on Saturday, they are going to the college football playoff. There's not gonna be any disagreement about that from this table. Maybe there only will be in Clemson, South Carolina or College Station. Yeah, they got
2: the smoking Pig, Texas. though. But, yeah. It's <laughs> pretty good barbecue down there Clemson.
1: That's
4: the Just, that's the game changer. <laughs>
2: it's real. I've been there. It's, I was like, ooh, buddy.
1: I might have to check that it out. Is, yeah, legit. All you're doing is saying nice things about Clemson. See, See, no, this I'm, is your I'm, fault. You've put, you've put us in I'm position. I'm always nice
2: guy. I mean, they also have striking machines. You know what I mean? I mean like, hey. Oh, there it is.
1: <laughs> I mean, I thought you guys might have more fun talking about Clemson than Northwestern, but –
2: no, I like talking about Northwestern.
4: Yeah. Well, well, what do you like me to say you know, negative about yeah. Clemson? I like that's, saying bad stuff
1: about Clemson. I do. Yeah, you
4: do?
0: Clemson broke my heart. I think it was what our junior yeah. junior year? No, well, I was yeah, I broke my leg that game. So I was medicated by the time that game was. Over. Was that the Orange Bowl? Was that <laughs> the 31st <31 laughs> was was at the end of that no, one? No, no, no. That
2: was the Orange Bowl before that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Philly Brown
1: broke your heart is what I
0: don't uh, remember it very well.
1: Man.
2: I've already that pushed Sammy that memory Watkins? out. Was that Sammy Watkins? Was that Sammy It was Sammy
0: Watkins. Sammy Walkins was what broke Sammy yes. Walkins. Yes. Oh, it was good. just that quick, d- quick bubble oh screen. If he doesn't drop, the punt, if no, if doesn't dude. drop the punt, uh, the game's over.
4: It was Sammy Walkins. Sammy, Sammy Watkins. freaking Walkins. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> whoever the linebacker was that hurt Braxton. Yeah, no, that was bad. That deal. game was bad deal. That was tough, man. That was yeah. our. That was my first uh, exposure to Clemson. I mean, we. I come from understanding the Woody Hayes saga, and Clemson put him out of commission, and then. They just, after, after they lost us, I was like, oh, cool, you know. Yeah. The teams that come behind yeah. us have another opportunity. 31-0. to So I oh, I, got nothing, I got nothing good about Clemson, man.
1: Again, that's why I thought we might have more <laughs> more illuminating more conversation. conversation. <laughs> I did want more of that because I, I certainly, I, hey, uh, if Notre Dame gets that job done, then we won't get to talk about Clemson for the rest of the year. We have to take advantage of it right now. Northwestern, Ohio State, noon, sure. Saturday. Yes. What's going to happen, Schlegs?
2: Okay, man. Here's the deal. <laughs> you want me to give you a score? I do want to score. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, you want me to like let you do your math? What was the
2: last time? Here's the we last two them.
1: meetings. Last in the, th- in the, in in the, the Big Big 2018 Big Team Championship, 45-24. Yeah. Last year in Evanston on the very long grass. Yeah. 52-3. Yep. Those are the last two meetings. Ryan Day okay. calling plays like against it. Pat Fitzgerald. 52-10. 52-10. So
2: here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. This is going to be a, <laughs> you know, very inspired. And honestly, t- tip of the hat to Pat Fitzgerald and his staff for what they've done. Matter of fact, their head strength coach really hasn't been in this year because his wife's battling cancer. He's actually from Dayton, Jay Hooten. Phenomenal guy. I know all of their guys there. Plus, they lost them. Um, yeah. Uh, Coach Orozco, earlier in the season, he was at Eastern Illinois. Anyways, they've been playing inspired football. Uh, I was disheartened when they lost to the Michigan State game because I really wanted an undefeated top ten mm-hmm. Northwestern coming into this matchup. However, they just do not have the firepower. We are talking about a bunch of Reese Davises. Yes, they can beat some teams when they have to beat them. Right? They, they can because they're disciplined. They care about each other, and they have a culture of toughness, and they actually have won there. But it's different because they are playing a supremely – talented Ohio State football team on a neutral field where the grass cannot be five inches long. Mm. That being said, they want to be able to run the football. Our front seven has shown that they can stop the run. Our Achilles hero has been the pass, but we haven't played anybody that can pass the football ever since Indiana. So if you're like, all right, are they going to be able to stop the run? The answer is yes, probably to the tune of maybe they rush for a 150, 175, because they're going to try to keep doing that the entire game. However, Ohio State's offense, they're averaging 535 yards They're only giving up 14 points, Northwestern is, but I still think it's going to be a big time number.
1: Okay. Hmm. 52 to 10 from Schlags. Yeah. I like
2: that one.
0: I got 31 to 13. Okay. Um, 31 to 13. Uh, but at the end of the day, really, all all of my lowing score numbers just come from. I, I feel like we're going to do our job offensively, but I, you know, I do feel that there is a little bit of chip on the shoulder from from Northwestern side, right? Uh, Pat Fitzpatrick, ah, Fat, Pat Fitzpatrick gets Fitzgerald, his, Fitzgerald, gets his All those pizzas, gets his guys, yeah, I know, right? gets his guys ready. Fitz. They just call him Coach Fitz. Yeah, Fitz. <laughs> He's an unbelievable
2: well, head coach. That's what, what I'm saying. He,
0: he gets his guys to play pissed off better than most anybody else that I've seen, and and when you do that, sometimes you're able to make some stops on defense. So. That's what I got.
4: You know, I love that both of these guys referenced just the coaches at Northwestern because when I was coming out of high school, my top teams were Ohio State and Northwestern, and then I was like, oh, I want to go to the NFL, so Ohio State. (laughs) But the coaching staff at Northwestern gets their guys right. They're great coaches. They fire them up, and they do what they do. But as Schlage said, they just don't don't have the same talent as Ohio State, and particularly this year. I mentioned it a little bit, but I think it's a statement game. Um, And I think Ohio State matches up very well against Northwestern, mm-hmm. and I think they've got something to prove, something to, some coaches to shut up. And just in general, they're going to be hungry. They haven't played very many games. Each as a team, they're going to be hungry, and individually, guys going to the NFL are going to be hungry to show what they can do yeah. and what might be one of the you know, the last three, four chances they have. Yeah. Guys who are coming back need to get better and need to show that they can step into a starting role next year. So tons of reasons for Ohio State to go out there and wallop them. I'm going to say 59-2. Seven. I like your. I like Thanks. yours. Um, Spencer over there gave me a good one, but I think 59 to seven. I, I just think
1: they're gonna they're gonna really bring something to Northwestern. He was really close to that 2014 59 to nothing right there. He almost pulled the I trigger. Know. It's <laughs> tempting, but the DB. Uh. And you know what? I don't, I don't
2: necessarily think they actually need that type of performance. They don't. But, mm, what no. it, but what it does is, again, I go back and I look at the seating. And if you do have a split between a, a uh, Notre Dame and a Clemson, and they only move one spot, and they got a two and a four being the third versus, again, I don't think they'd have a rematch between those two teams for no. a semifinal. So, so it would be a lot easier to swallow to, to go up there and move them to three. If Notre Dame does win, you're obviously going to be right there. I don't want to be leapfrog. I would rather have an A&M or whoever that other team would be have to come in and play, you know, Uh, Alabama Alabama, but here's the thing though they might be like well we don't want to we're going to allow them to jump Ohio State so they don't have that Alabama uh, Texas A&M matchup in the first round and the larger the win
1: that would be such a cop-out because they already lost 56-24 I agree
2: I agree with you but they're the ones that are sitting right there predicating upon what Florida did already so you know, I again about matchups, I don't I just would rather I want the road let the easier path. The easier path is Us versus a Notre Dame in that semifinal without a doubt. That, that's that's the why. Now, can I think we can hang with Alabama, 150%. Yeah, man, man. Give, I us, was give there. us Alabama in that semifinal. I was there yeah. in 2014 as you guys went I still remember yeah. everything that went into that game, and I walked 60,000 steps that day. <laughs> <laughs> i watching Evan throw passes to Michael Todd. Oh. It was amazing. Still one as of the best, best passes I've ever ever seen, I, dude, I talk awesome. about Evan in that game because as a, as a difference maker because he was the captain. He was probably the number three wide receiver, mm. but when it mattered the most, is when Evan showed out, and that was on actually the one play, the onside kick is to me the one that stood out the most yeah. because you he practiced game, it man. all the time. Yeah, top well, yeah. Bottom
1: he, he also got <laughs> <a> blocking. <laughs> he also got yeah.
2: a two point pass. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. But you mean, had I mean, had, a had a point to prove. prove. Well, yeah, had he had to threw prove. a touchdown pass, <laughs> had a block that sprung Zeke, yeah. and then he had. But again, it ca- it sealed the game, yeah. right? I mean, and there's dudes right there, and he high pointed something that we do all the time. Anyways, I still remember that
1: game. However, I want to see that. I want to see that championship game.
0: They screwed me out of that. First catch the second play of the game too, but you know it could have got crazy. Nobody's (laughs) Nobody's counting. Could have got crazy. Hey,
1: I mean we're back in that cycle. It's Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl this year. Alabama's the number one seed, so that game will be in the Sugar Bowl. If Ohio State doesn't move up to three, which they should with the win, I think. Hey, give it, give it to six, us. One versus four against yeah. Alabama getting in the Sugar Bowl. That'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah, I think good. incredible. I think that'd be bumpy. That would right, uh, be bumpy. That would yeah. be bumpy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ohio State will win fifty six to fourteen on Saturday over Northwestern. What did I say? Fifty two to ten. Fifty two to ten. 31-13. Like that. <laughs> That's four people that are picking the, the Buckeyes to cover. Nicole Cox did earlier in the show as well. Ohio State looking for a fourth consecutive Big Ten championship. That's big time. That's a mouthful right there. We're going to have full coverage of that all week at Letterman Road. This has been Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. Thanks to Nicole Cox, Evan Spencer, Michael Bennett, and Anthony Schlegel for hanging out with us here at Roosters. I am just Austin Ward. I'll see you next week.